Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow. And on today's podcast, we have three returning guests. The guests today are Slater AC, Zlatan and Simply DGR. Slater, I want to go to you first though. How has your experience been with the game recently and how have your first two weeks of Tots been? Uh, it's been great. I'm just trying to enjoy it as much as possible. Uh, for Bundesliga, I'm doing like a little pack and play thing. Just trying to keep it fun and fresh. I think at this point in the year, it's getting to the point where I think everyone's team is so amazing and so god tier that it's just like, it's it's cool to kind of take a step back and just enjoy the game in a different way. So, so far with the rewards and everything, it's just a fun time. I think people are really re-engaged, uh, especially considering the way we were prior to the team this season. And so far with Tots, how would you compare it to previous years of Tots? Would you say it's kind of any different, really kind of a, a similar feel to you or kind of you, you liking it so far? I think the biggest difference is just how affordable everything is, you know, which has been just a constant for the entire year. But it's really, I mean, it's crazy when you look at the cards that are available from even main league Tots and we'll obviously dive into some stuff deeper, but it's just, it seems like every player for the most part, except for that, you know, real upper echelon, anyone can get in their team. Um which is good for the majority of people, really, at the end of the day. It sucks when you pack a player and you think they're worth a ton of coins and they're not. But for the most people, they can go, hey, I want to use this card, and then they can, you know, within a week, which is nice. Yeah, that's a tough thing. I think a lot of people this year complained about the market. Again, a lot of players being cheap, and if you pack a good player, they aren't worth anything. But on the other hand, too, a lot of players, again, like you said, are very kind of affordable, usable. And if you do want to use kind of these more top-tier cards, you do have access to them, which, again... EA always say that, again, every player with an armor team is somewhat achievable, whether that is actually true remains to be seen but again a lot of these tots cards again you can afford them if you play the game enough and i know a lot of guys too who've started like a brand new team or run new club pre-tots of the week before have been able to get a good team already within the first couple of weeks as well so obviously it's fairly easy to get not fairly easy but it's not too hard to get a decent team already and zlatan i want to go to you next as well how was your experience with the game recently i know uh i know you you've been in a, a bit of a love-hate relationship with this fifa um but have your first few weeks of tots been too well, thank you for having me on again. I do really appreciate it. And uh, Tots has obviously given the game sort of a new uh, new angle to, to, to play in terms of the way that, you know, um, everybody's main team, as Slater said, I really can't agree more, is that everybody already kind of has a team that's set. Everybody already kind of did moments, everyone, SBC. You know, there's been so many moments, SBCs recently, in terms of Canton, Alviera, Maldini as well. So people already have teams that are sort of, really gods like just god squad so i think that you know maybe the angle for this thoughts is to just sort of like slater said take a step back and maybe try to build an account from the bottom up and i think that the whole pack and play idea is a really nice sort of angle to take it but um i think that the game is definitely much more alive than it was pre-tots because if you guys remember my god silver stars was going on we had foot captains which was good to be fair it was fine but it just wasn't really what we really needed from the game so I think that, you know, the game has been much more alive. It's I see a lot more people playing, which is a good and bad thing for, for champs because there's a lot more sweats playing. But, um, yeah, I, th I think that Tots has definitely given this game, a, you know, a lifeline, and I, I've been enjoying it so far, you know. And obviously with this Tots compared to previous years, I know, Mike, I know you're a, you're a FIFA OG as far as things go. Kind of, would, yeah. you, would you say this Tots is kind of, where would you compare it to previous years of Tots? Um... I think it's it's kind of hard to say because I, I, I think that mainly the way that we remember TOTS uh, in previous FIFAs is kind of what happens towards the end of it because obviously we remember Ultimate SBCs and all this sort of stuff during Ultimate TOTS and the Reds that we get. So I think maybe it's a little bit too early to make that kind of distinction. But so far, 
I really like the content. The flashback SPC has been really nice. I think all of us in here have at least done Deli Alley, Joe Gomez, you know, or, or even Sula. The Sula objective that just came out yesterday is great. And that's a free card that's probably better than a lot of the moments icon center backs that are currently available in the game. So um, I think the content has been great. And if we keep this up, right, keep doing the flashback SBCs, maybe have some, you know, Tots player SBCs in there as well. I think we could really be in for actually a nice Tots and, I think maybe it's a bit different this year, too, because of the fact that the power curve is just so different in terms of the cards being way better at this stage of the game than any real year before. But um, And everybody's teams as well being so much better. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's been great so far. And I, I think that if EA keep up this sort of content, I think we can look back on this TOTS as one of the best we've had. And I, I don't just mean that because, you know, there's been a few good releases so far. But I think that, you know, I like the way that they're taking this so far. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the strange thing I think about this tots is that usually with tots, the the cards released are always so much better than the previous promo. But I feel like this year the kind of the foot captains, foot fancy, those promos had a lot of players which are better than a lot of these tots cards released already. You go back to the uh, some Max Man card, the Dembele card. Again, even got like Kamarshiao card, who again has horrific work rates. But again, the card looks crazy. A lot of these cards released before tots are, I mean, as good as these tots cards. So. Tots almost just feels like another promo now. But again, it's still the idea of kind of the rewards are better, the, the foot chance is kind of worthwhile playing now, which kind of makes it does feel like Tots and just not another promo, which again, I was a little bit nervous about Tots has being another promo, but at least there is kind of the additional stuff there to to make it feel like a team of the season event, which again, it's been okay so far in my opinion. And Diego, for you lastly, welcome back. And Diego, I know you kind of been, you've not been loving the game as you've been in previous years, but how's your experience with the game recently and uh, how's the first two weeks of Tots been for you? Yeah, I mean, you kind of nailed it spot on. I think the first two weeks of Team of the Season have actually been fun for me. Um, I've had a complete switch uh, on the mindset I have playing the game now. Uh, I've been real busy with stuff on the outside and I'm not letting it become an issue to where I'm like, I need to play more FIFA. I think the amount of FIFA I play now is to the point where it's enjoyable. Um, I'm mainly just qualifying for weekend league, playing weekend league, enjoying the rewards, and I'm enjoying the game. I mean, I'm not spending too much time on here um, playing swaps or anything. Could I? Yeah, I could. But um, just based on like where I am right now with how I feel about the game, I think just playing weekend league and qualifying for champs is enough for me. It's enough for me to enjoy it, change the team around, and just like kind of continue that little lively spirit instead of trying to be on here all day because that's how it was the start of the year but i just i the gameplay it just doesn't really get me like that so to minimize it i i get the most enjoyment out of it so honestly the first two weeks have been fun um like i still have weekendly games to play uh, i love the fact that the format's a lot longer i don't feel stressed about it i'll get on play a few games do the same tomorrow tuesday have rewards and then qualify again for friday and it just keep going man yeah i've enjoyed it though pretty good yeah i think that's the thing a lot of people kind of when you take a step back from fifa you don't play as much you then feel like you enjoy it when you actually, you feel like you, you play FIFA because you want to play it then. Sometimes when you feel in that, that kind of habit of feeling like you're, you're forced to play the game, then you kind of get annoyed with it more. And again, we all, know, we're not, we all know how we are. We lose a few games of FIFA. We think, hey, I can turn this around. You keep playing, you get more annoyed and the anger just builds up even more and then you play even worse. And it's, it's a horrible kind of cycle to get into. And Diego, for you, I know you've obviously been around playing the game for a while. Would you be would you kind of compare this tots to the previous years? We say it's better because of the kind of the extended weekend league and the the short amount of games around weekend league. Kind of how how are you feeling about this tots compared to previous years? I that's I would say that's the exact one benefit that I would give this tots. Um, Twenty games, 
to me is better. I can see where the competitive stand can have its issues. I totally get it. Um, <clears throat> but with it being 20 games, even then, sometimes in a weekend when you're busy, it can be a rush. And I know the rewards for some people are good on and off. I think any rewards up to 14 with Team of the Season packs are 100% worth it. Uh, but I love the fact that, like you said, it got extended. I think that has 100% changed my experience playing Weekend League, no question. Now it's the point to where if I get annoyed or tilted, I don't have to think, well, I have 12 hours to play 10 games. I'm going to turn off the console and I'll get on tomorrow. I'll play four or five games. And then the day after, I can play four or five games. The fact that they really gave us that two extra days of extension, it does do a lot. It genuinely does. I mean, I think it definitely saves a lot of our mental capacity because um, you actually have the choice to want to turn off the game. And honestly, I think we can push on to that into the future. If you want to bring more of a competitive side back with even better rewards, go ahead and bring back 30 games. But give us till Tuesday. I think that still would be perfect. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then leaking into Tuesday. Yeah, five days, essentially, to play 30 games. That seems a lot more realistic than the Friday, Saturday, Sunday of 30, forcing 10. And all it takes is one day of you being busy because you've got friends to go hang out with or family. Go hang out with your friends. I promise you, this game's not worth it to that point. Go hang out. Go have fun. But if you had five days, then you don't have to sweat about it. So I think... I've enjoyed Team of the Season so far. Take any notes going into next year. You want to give us 30 games? Cool. Give us four or five days. I think that would be like a perfect balance with better rewards. Reward the people that want to finish early, but also a lot of us that are busy. Let it go on till uh, Tuesday. So, yeah, that's really the main thing I've taken from Team of the Season. Um, I've enjoyed it so far because of that extension, though, for sure. Yeah, and that's one thing. We are going to go into kind of foot champs at the end of the podcast. I know uh, some people on here have some uh, interesting opinions about the way Weekend League is currently at. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. Again, I we'll, we'll go into it at the end. I don't want to ruin anything now. I'm, I'm looking forward to the end of the podcast anyway. I do want to go over the the previous two teams we've had released from Team of the Season. We had the, uh, the EFL, the English Football League, and then the English Premier League. I want to go over the EFL first because I feel like this will be the league we've got the least to say about, honestly. Um, again, Slater, I want to go to you first. Can thoughts on the EFL team, any players that stood out to you and uh, any players that you've used from the promo and uh, also to finish off rate out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that we've talked about this a little bit before the pod too, which is always nice to chat a little bit pre pod and then kind of walk into this thing. It's, it's just very interesting how rare some of these cards are to pack. It, it doesn't feel as easy to pack the top tier cards from lower leagues as it has in previous years, um, I really didn't see a lot of people pack a Mitrovic, um, like in general, just opening packs. He seemed like a really rare card at the end of the day, which I don't remember that being the case. So I think it's actually interesting. It's giving value to the lower leagues, which has not really been in the, in the space before, especially with the whole red debacle and the, the rating cap. So in my opinion, the EFL, the team looks pretty decent. Twine is the card, the only card I've even looked at, used, or had any experience with, and he's actually pretty good. Um, at the end of the day, but yeah, I think out of 10, um, just because they're so still, still at the end of the day, so full usable, usable, usable cards, I'd give it like a seven out of 10, I guess we can say that seems fair. A seven, okay, that's the seven's on a high seven, it's a C minus if you really think about it. Seven's a C minus, yeah. I mean, seven out of 10 is a 70 percent, 70 percent when I was in school, and listen, this is 100 years ago, <laughs> that was a C minus. And valid, 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 valid. Okay, okay. 
Okay, seven. Okay, I think that's pretty. Uh, that's, that's pretty. Uh, I'm surprised by that, honestly. But we'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, Mike, for you, kind of, what are your thoughts on the EFL tots? Have you used a single player from this promo? And have you looked at a single player from this promo? And obviously the rating as well. No, I have not used any, but I have looked at them. And I think that there's something that kind of stands out to me about this team. And I think maybe it's a broader point about FIFA 22 in general. But the stats on these cards are probably better than any EFL tots we've ever seen. I mean, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but this Mitrovic, like, he has a 90-plus on all of the big stats for a striker. I mean, I can't remember uh, an EFL-taught striker ever having such crack stats like that. And it's maybe because Mitrovic scored about 600 goals this season. But, you know, also also Wilson looks good, to be fair. I, I think that Wilson and Mitrovic look nice. Twine, as Slater said, looks really good as well. Um, these are obviously sort of like lower tier, maybe Road to Glory sort of style cards, but I think they're nice and... I agree with Slater. I haven't packed any of these. I've packed more Premier League tots out of regular packs than these. So that's really strange to me. But um, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's it's an all right team. I, I would honestly agree with Slater's assessment of a C minus because I, th- I think it's not bad enough to where you start giving it like a D because it's like it is what it is. You're not expecting the, the greatest EFL tots or anything, but it's like, you know, it gets the job done and expense is fine. Uh, Guthrie looks pretty good as well. Twine and Mitrovic and Wilson are obviously the more higher tier but yeah, it's seven out of ten it's fine it's all right seven. Mm-hmm. okay diego no pressure here i'm i'm, I'm gonna say, are you gonna are you gonna agree here you're gonna say seven diego have you looked in depth at any of these players are you uh does efl tots get you going at all or not hell no um <laughs> not at all but i mean these guys have all made good points um despite how i may feel about it they're right i mean i do look at the stats of these cards and for me, a perfect way for me to use one of these guys is if I'm on a low budget and I have a bunch of icons and I end up packing one of these guys, they can just fit perfectly in that slot. Um, I would say probably out of these 15 players, five or six of them are pretty usable and not just like usable all like I have to drag myself like they're okay. No, like these guys can make can make a, a shift, you know, with all these icon links that uh, can really help. Cause I think at this point of the year compared to other years, what we can say is people have a lot more icons right now in the game than we've had before um, during this time. So you do have the option of using these lower league guys. Cause it's not like a lot of people think, Oh, I've got to use three or four of them. You could pack, you could literally pack Spence and you could be missing a right back. It's a solid right back to put in. You give him an anchor, 99 pace, solid defending physicals and good dribbling. And he'll do the shit because it's a fullback, right? We don't need the most out of our fullbacks. So, I mean, when you look at it in that way, I completely agree with these guys. Was I looking forward to it? No, but no one's really looking forward to it. But it's nice to say that these stats are pretty damn good. So, I mean, if you need to use someone, even as a super sub, if I got this Mitrovic as a red, um, which is impossible, which is so funny, um, (laughs) this would have been a pretty cool card to use off the bench, like, these types of cards would be a lot more fun to use off the bench. Um, if you need a little makeshift, uh, a lot of these guys are usable. So I will give it to EA. It's um, it's not the the end of the world. It's not the worst thing ever that the lower league, like what do you expect? To them to all have 5-5? Five, five I mean, it's a lower league, literally. They are less talented than the higher league. So um, I, I think I'm okay with it. I think the majority here has swung my, my vote a little bit because I was going to give it like a four, but I'm going to go ahead and give it like a six because they made their, their proper points. So, yeah, six out of ten. It's solid. It's cool. Okay. Yeah, I, I can agree more of a six, honestly, but 
I mean, I think that's the thing as well. If we, if the rest of the cards released in tots already weren't so cheap, you might be inclined to use more of these guys. But a lot of them are already so cheap, you can you can afford to use them anyway. Again, looking at the prem team, like Declan Rice is so cheap already that again, he's one of the best Senate CDMs on the game. Very very affordable, and that will then allow us to roll into the uh, the Premier League tots, which I hope we have a bit of, a bit more to speak about with the prem tots. I know the prem tots are probably the uh, the most anticipated promo, the most anticipated team within the whole team season promo. And then, uh, Mike, I want to go to you first on the Prem. Kind of your thoughts on the team selection, uh, any players stood out to you and kind of any players have you used and obviously to finish mm -hmm. off with the rating as well. Mm, totally. So I think this is one of the best Prem Tots teams we've ever seen. Uh, you know, not just on the sort of higher level, because obviously there's Ronaldo in this Prem Tots, which we haven't seen before in FIFA. Um, there's obviously Mane and Salah who are incredible. And even the defense is really nice with players like Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, and Van Dijk. But, um, you know, the thing that st stands out to me about this particular Prem Toss is that there's no obvious, like, fodder card that you can say. Like, in FIFA 19, we had, like, Madison and I think it was... it Was it Pope or Dean Henderson? To Dean Henderson was 20, but there's always a card in Prem Toss. I think last year was Fofana. Um, there's always one that's like, you know, 89 rated, complete fodder, not usable, much worse than some of the cards that were already out even before Tots, but there really isn't that much this year. I think maybe Rodri is the only one that comes to mind, but even someone who's super cheap like Declan Rice doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. So I think this is a great Prem Tots. The only thing that does stand out to me, football injustice. Bruno Fernandez being in this team of the season is not just an insult to football. It's an insult to the Premier League, and it's an insult to our intelligence. Okay, I don't. None, we have no United fans here, thank God. But at the end of the day, the fact that we don't have an Arsenal player in the in the main team, and I know this is extremely biased of me, the fact that we don't have one Arsenal outfielder in the main team, football injustice. And I think you know it, it's good to start talking about these sort of things because at the end of the day. FIFA is a football game, and the fact that we have to link it back to real life means that it should be reflecting what's going on in the season. And this season, I saw Bruno Fernandes play hoofball. <laughs> we saw him play anti-football sometimes. I, I don't even want to speak about him. But there's, a, there's, there's not enough words to waste on how, many, how much Bruno did not deserve this at all. But, look, at the, especially getting a higher rating <laughs> than Rice, by the way, and Rodri. Let, let's not get it twisted. 93 is way too high for him. He deserves maybe an 83 Tots at this point. Horrible. He's spinning. Um, he's spinning. No, 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 no. He was horrible this season. And I think it says a lot, right, that, you know, obviously you can't get too caught up in it because it's a, is it, a, it is a popularity contest and it was off of a vote, to be honest. We can't forget that it was a vote. But my word, I mean, we had players like Odegaard this season who were balling for Arsenal. We might get top, might, all right? I don't know when this is being released because we play tomorrow Newcastle. But we might get top four. We might. But Bruno's going to be playing in Conference League next year, so it's fine. It's whatever. But um, overall, this, this Prem Tots is great. I think that a, a lot of them are really affordable, which is really nice. I think Van Dyke, that's one of the best center backs in the game. I've been using them. I absolutely love them. That's the one that stands out to me. 685K, I mean... My God, I remember when Todd Van Dyke came out on FIFA 19, that card was like 2 mil and he scored every corner, so the game was a bit different. But um, yeah, no, I think the Todd's team right now is amazing. And I think, um, you know, I, I think even players like Bernardo Silva, who are 150K, that's an amazing card. You can play him in many different positions. So overall, my rating for this Prem Tots, 9.5. And the 0.5 is because of Bruno. Football <laughs> crimes against humanity, okay? 9.5, but very good. Very, very good. Seriously. 
And I, I can agree with you there. And apart from obviously Van Dyke, any other players that you've used from the Prem Tots as well or not? Oh, absolutely. I, I've been using Son on my road to glory alongside um, Saka, who I absolutely love. I think the Saka is really underrated as well. I don't think he's he's the most tricky winger in the world because obviously he lacks the five-star skills, but he's strong, he's fast, he can shoot, he can his passing is amazing too, his crossing is great. So uh, for a free card, again, just amazing. Um, I've been using KDB on my main account, who I absolutely love. KDB has this weird thing with him in FIFA where he's a bit clunky, but I feel like it kind of works for him in this card because he he's fast this card is very fast and he's got good dribbling but he just has that build it's his body type i think but it just makes him feel the slightest bit clunky but it also makes him kind of a presence in the midfield too so what you can intercept with him tackle he's you know he's not like bruno who's who's very small frame you know just gotta you gotta keep sliding bruno but uh, i also use bruno to be fair and i didn't actually mind him i liked his 92 uh, team of the year nominee card in january so this card was not too different from that one because it's only a plus one but um, it was pretty good to be fair, and then obviously Son is great as well. I wouldn't really use him as a, as a winger, though. I think he's more of a striker. But uh, I'm hoping to use Cancelo going forward because I know him in midfield is just going to be absolutely insane with the five weak foot. And um, yeah, overall, this is just an amazing team. And I think even the lower end players like Rice, like maybe even Roger, and I think even Joe, that was only 91, I think he's amazing. So definitely one of, one of the best prem thoughts we've ever seen. But the the Bruno will just never. I'll never get over it. To be fair, but yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, no, I can't blame you. I have also gone ahead and used Van Dyke this week, and I must say, Van Dyke is an absolutely incredible centre back. And mm-hmm. I was also lucky enough to go ahead and pack him red from Score Battles. Yeah. Um, so Score Battles actually is paying off. I got Connor Cody in the first week, but then we got Van Dyke this morning. So maybe Score Battles is paying <sighs> off there. But again, Human Son too, definitely agree there. Unreal player, probably de- definitely better as a striker. But again, Son is always good on FIFA. Just to fill up for this FIFA, he's not had many kind of good promo cards released, but at least the Tots does him a bit of justice now as well. Diego, for you, what are you saying as far as the Prem Tots go? Rating, have you used any players? And uh, how do you how, we, how would you rate Prem Tots compared to the other ones? Uh, it was a lot of fun, honestly. I think it was a really good promo overall. Uh, I think this team in general, um, everyone, literally everyone, I think like you know, Michael said, everyone is literally usable. Um, there's not anyone here that you genuinely can't play on your team. Um, and they're not just going to lack. They're going to be really, really good, honestly, compared to a lot of other positions. Um, I have used a few players in here. Um, I, I would say I got pretty lucky with my rewards um, for the Prem. I stopped at 14. I think I went 14 and 1, gave the rest of the games away. And then I got Red Ruben Diaz, insane auto defender. Really, really good. He's really fast, too. And... Um, and I got Red Bernardo as well. He's been my favorite team of the season card so far this year. Despite the value and who I've used, it's something about him. He feels like Messi. It's just like the dribbling and the left stick. It gives like a Messi vibe to it. Um, and the fact that they gave him a four-star weak foot, I don't have to shy away from the right side. Um, everyone usually plays Bernardo to his left as you get further in weekend league and start playing better people. Um, and now I can just go to his right. It's There's no problem with it. Um, he's been my favorite player so far. Um, and I did pack uh, KDB out of my Team of the Season 3-player pack. Um, I got him last year, and I got him this year too. Uh, he's a lot of fun. He's really good too. It's the same thing, right? The little awkward, clunky feel, but it's not clunky to the point to where you can't play him. It's just like he dribbles a little different. you got to get used to it. Um, but I think he's been phenomenal in the midfield. Uh, I play a two-midfield formation, so I have a holding mid. And then KDB kind of does his own thing. He gets forward. He gets back. I don't have to tell him to get forward or back. 
naturally the work rates are there. Um, so yeah, I would say in terms of that Man City trio, that's who I've used in my team this uh, past weekend, or I'm playing with them right now actually. Um, they've been phenomenal. Uh, I really that Mane with five star skills looks absolutely filthy, and the fact that he's held his price at three mil probably shows you how good that card is in game. Um, obviously, Sui's is good as you know always, um, and then. Uh, Poof, human son, dude. Oh, God. I, I think he he's like a top five shooting player by the end of the year every year. And I haven't gotten to use the card yet, but I really want to see what his shooting's like because it just always feels like something special every year. Um, and then Cancelo, right? Been phenomenal all year. I had his uh, headliner card. Uh, so the fact that I really haven't gotten to use that card yet, but I definitely want to because I know they changed his work rates as well. Uh, so that looks even better, but... Yeah, I mean, this team overall is just phenomenal. Um, shout out Michael, though. No reason why Bruno should be here. Um, it's fucking hilarious that he even was considered. But uh, yeah, other than him, I think everybody in here is, is deserved. Um, could even give a shout that this Jota card is a lot better than said. I mean, I just feel like with his build and the five-star weak foot, dude's really, really good in game. Um and then, yeah, the back line is as crazy as is and Salah getting the upgrade on the weak foot, which is much needed. Yeah, this team doesn't really lack in anything. Um, anybody in here would have been phenomenal to pack in the, in the team, really, in terms of the starting 11. Uh, and the guarantee, I got Rodri, so i just not using him just for the sake of who's in my team. Um, but really, I mean, I really want to try that VVD. I have not tried him this year. Um, and I want to get a hold of that Sun soon, so... Yeah, I think this this overall, this whole Prem League team of the season has been phenomenal. And I guess uh, it looks like the majority here. I like how we're speaking today because I want to go 9.52. Just just Bruno, man. Get him out. But other than that, wow. Very good team, man. I like it. I like it. I can uh, I can vouch for that too. I, I would probably go close to a 9.5, I think. Obviously, Prem Tots, again, is one of the always the one that everyone looks forward to. My only issue is this year, I feel like Prem Tots is going to be so much better than the rest of the team in the seasons that kind of everyone's teams by the end of TOTS will just be Prem TOTS already because people know these players and again they usually are some of the best already I just hope that they boost the rest of these TOTS cards up to be as good as these Prem TOTS and also then go ahead and kind of improve the skill moves and the weak foot which again is what I think will make TOTS still the uh, the big Prem it always is too and so I know you've been waiting impatiently what are your thoughts on the Prem Tots rating as well and uh, any players that you've used that have stood out to you so far as well? Yeah, I'm not going to repeat anything that's already been said. They did a great job, Diego, and uh, there's a lot of time covering the team. I will say one thing that's really, when I think about the team, and it is a great team, you think about the fact that there weren't even Chelsea players in it because of the stance that EA took. And imagine if there were some Chelsea players in here too, the balance and, the, um, and how much even better that team would be. You wouldn't see old Bruno trotting out there in, in the tots uh you'd probably see maybe a rudiger in his place or someone you know someone of a really high caliber player um i mean think about a conte team this season not that he even probably deserved one but that would just be cool to have anyway so uh I, you think about how much even better it could have been um which is really exciting but i actually didn't have a lot of luck uh my 16 win rewards were horrible um I, I got the worst possible i think reds and possible team of the season pack um, I will say though, when the, when the team came out first, I said, what card, people asked me, what card do you want the most? I said, Bernardo Silva. Um, and people laughed. And now I think people realize this card 
when you have a base 98 dribbling card, still what is considered somewhat early in FIFA when you think about how much longer we really have to go, that's a big standout, especially in left stick dribbling, which is still such a big part of the game when you're trying to find that inch of space in the box to make that pass. And uh, he's just a brilliant for that spot. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of the team. Not going to waste time. I will say Dejan Kulisevsky also looked like a nice little card um, to potentially use as well. He had a phenomenal season coming from Juve uh, to Spurs. I think Harry Kane, for people that did him, looks like a card that people really enjoy to use um, inside the box. It's cool to have a fun and usable Harry Kane card as well. So I thought the SBC content and the team, all very good. Uh, I'm not going to go 9.5. That seems really high. It almost seems like you're, it's saying it's almost perfect. Because um, if Bruno's in there, we know it's far from perfect. Uh, I'll give it like an 8.5. I'll give it an 8.5. But still, fantastic. Fantastic team. So Prem gets an 8.5. EFL gets a 7. It's only 1.5 difference between because they're, cause they're on Not because the EFL is as good of a team, but the EFL for a minor league team. You know, you're you're really picking apart my ratings. Here, hey, so I, not, I, I just want, like we want to get to the we want to get to the bottom here. The listeners need to know why you've gone with these ratings. You need to be able to back your point up. An eight point five is a great score, and also it's the first real big team of the season. I'm not going to give it. You know, what, ultimate touch comes out. Where, where do I have to go from a nine point five? A perfect. You know, let me let me build up a a rating system. Here. What me, what would yeah what would foundation. what would Prem have needed to boost it more than an eight point five? Take away take away take away Bruno. Chelsea players, players, and it and it therefore eliminated like the ninety Rodri and the ninety three Bruno, and you had which would be probably a couple more really. I mean, if you think about, did you use that team of the year? Honorable mention Rudiger. He was absolutely stunning um, at, at, when he was released. I'm sure if he had a team of the season card, it would be god tier. Um, and I don't really know who would be so deserving. I mean, I don't know if Mason Mount deserves one, or I don't, I don't really know who their their group would be. But adding two more players of a high caliber. Uh, and replacing a Bruno because he just didn't deserve it, and Rodri would I think yeah you'd get that higher rating. We we've already we've already as a group recognized there's a fault in the team, so I can't give it an, a nine point five. That's just too high. So just just the two Chelsea players that are giving you that now the boost. Okay, I, I can I, I can see it there. I do want to move on now. I feel like again Prem Tots is is one of the best ones in Bundesliga. It was always gonna be tough for them to follow it. Um, again, Bundesliga has some good players, though, some expensive players, which, again, we always want that from a Tots. You always want that kind of one or two expensive players that you want to kind of pack. Again, if it gets to a, a big team and a most expensive players like 300, 400k, you don't really care too much about trying to pack that player. But obviously, we've got Bellingham and Kunku, some great guys in here, too. We'll go again, go through you guys' thoughts. Obviously, any players you want to use, any ones you've used already. Um, I will give a quick chat, shout out already to Diaby. Diaby, I've used him already this weekend incredible card um but I'll let you guys go over it diego we'll start with you first for this one thoughts on bundesliga have you looked over it too much anyone that stands out to you and uh, of course your rating for the bundesliga tots um yeah i think it's a solid team but i think we may run into that problem like you said right now the prem team to me was really good in terms of stats weak foot skill move upgrades um and i feel like here with the bundesliga stats are solid but they didn't do near as much in terms of upgrading weak foot and skill moves like they could have. Um, and I feel like that's just what's lacking from the Bundesliga. I mean, literally, if you were to go on Footbin right now and you were to take the price of the Bundesliga team and the Prem team, which I know the Prem team's out of a packs, the Bundesliga team is on average 6 million coins and the Prem team is 13 million. Um, obviously, they have Ronaldo and such like that, but... 
Um, they did do a lot of upgrades to those players that definitely benefited them. And I feel like they missed out a little bit here. Uh, like with Haaland, I don't know what it is with EA, but every time they upgrade Haaland, they only give him a four-star weak foot. That's literally it. They've never given him more than three-star skills. Even him being 4-4 would have been huge. So I think they missed out there because I think Haaland's card looks great. And the way he plays in game and the fact that you can use crosses and headings and actual, you know, ability that you can use this year. I think Haaland would suit great, but him being stuck with three-star skills is super limiting. Uh, Jude Bellingham, crazy card, absolutely phenomenal. Probably the best center mid in the game. Uh, just the, the features that this guy has in terms of how tall he is, going to intercept everything. Literally doesn't lack in any set. There's nothing he's genuinely bad at in this game. And then, listen, every year, we have to have a FIFA player of the year. And that's the man in Kunku with all those special cards. Insane year in real life. This dude has been phenomenal. And they did upgrade his weak foot, so thank you, EA, there. And he's actually still currently extinct um, at 1.5 mil, which is insane to really think about. But he's crazy. Um, I don't know how Davies got into the team. I'm not going to speak on that because I don't really watch this Farmers League. Um, you know, Neuer, interesting as well. But, uh, I mean, there's, there's really good usable teams. I think this year, though, to me, it still sticks. Bundesliga this year, their highlight has been their defense. Their defense in general, to me, is the best out of all top five leagues. Overall, in terms of value, in terms of the best types of cars, the most variety you'll find in defense is in the Bundesliga this year. And I think it continues here with Indica, Davies, right? Frimpong as well. Um, and this Schlatter, Schlatterbeck card, I mean, these cards are, are really, really solid. So I really do like the Bundesliga. It's just like, it's so hard because it's following the Prem. So it's like a lot to really make up. Um, honestly, I think the stats are fine. My thing is EA gave the perfect type of skill and weak foot upgrades to the Prem where I felt like they lacked in this league. So I just think for the leagues going forward, if the stats are going to look like this, great, but give the proper weak foot and skill moves where I think they should because I just definitely think they took their foot off the gas here a little bit with this league. Um, but I still think, you know, this team is really, really good. I'm yet to use any of these players. Um, I have played against uh, a Wurtz. Uh, this Wurtz card looks really, really good. Um, and Kunku, right, crazy as hell every year. Haven't played against him. Or, I mean, all this year. Uh, and then, I mean, Indica looks, I mean, 6'4", 90 pace, 92 defending, 92 physical, and 90 dribbling. This... This isn't fair. I might want to play this guy up top. Ignore the shooting because this is... I don't know, man. I just... The, the defense, yeah. Overall, I, I think the Bundesliga is solid. Hate that it has to be compared to the Prem, though. Um, so for that, I will probably give the Bundesliga, based on my scaling, probably an 8. 8, 8.5. I think also Axel Witzel is a phenomenal flashback SBC. Um, I think he plays really well in game every year. Uh, Modeste... Cool dynamic. I'll give you that. I do think it's a cool dynamic. I'm not going to go any further than that, but cool dynamic for sure. Probably the best dynamic I've ever seen. So, yeah, I'd probably give it like an 8, 8.5. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think it's always tough, again, for any league to follow the Prem. And maybe if the Prem was released as the last Premo team, that might be a better way to kind of build up throughout TOTS and not have like one of the better teams released early. But I know, obviously, they want to follow the community team this season, which communities usually the worst of their like big team season releases so you always want to at least have a gradual improvement throughout 
It just seems strange that everyone knows every single year that Prem Tots is the one everyone looks out for. Why not do it at the end to make it make a bit more sense? But again, I still think Bundesliga is good enough. But then you make a great point too also that, again, the skill move upgrades, the weak foot upgrades maybe could have been better here and there. If Haaland was four-star, four-star, he'd be absolutely... I mean, he'd still be... has still have issues with the card, obviously being clunky, the, the body type and whatnot. But again, he'd be a lot more kind of Tots level because if you look at the stats on the card... And without the skin with a weak foot, whatever, it's a crazy looking card. It's just you look more into it than the faults do show up. And the fact that the stats on him and he's only what like he's below 400k seems crazy. So I want to move on to you next though. Thoughts on Bundesliga, any players you want to use and of course the rating as well. Yeah, I mean, you brought up uh, a card that I tweeted about when they first came out was that Diaby card uh, who at 300k was like, he's going to keep going down and with a maestro, he has 1099 card stats, which is incredible. He's four star, four star. He's French, and he's already down to 120K, I think, on both consoles. And it will probably go down even more at the end of it, which is just staggering when you think about how good that card looks and how linkable. A French Lincoln this year is like having an icon, essentially. Everybody has French uh, players in their team. There's so many French SPCs and everything. So, um, he's one of those cards. I was like kind of the lower base cards because obviously Jude and, and, and Cuckoo, these cards look fantastic. When you look at these more kind of slept on cards, like a Diaby, he looks brilliant. I think the team's actually pretty good. I, I So far, I've used Slaughterbeck and Raum um, were the two cards that I've used. And they're both actually pretty decent. I, I Neither would I sit back and say, wow, I'm blown away with. But both you know can hold their own, can play. Um, and I desperately need them considering I'm using a gold Kingsley Coman this weekend league. So uh, they've, they've helped a lot in terms of uh, solidifying the back, but I think the team's pretty decent. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I think that people don't really give it the time of day. A lot of the off leagues, because a lot of people just want to run a prem team and they want to run a league room team and they really will never look at the Bundesliga or the CDI or whatever, you know, any of those leagues at the end of the day or La Liga. And I, I think that, at the end of the day, Bundesliga has some really gem cards that you can get for super cheap. So hopefully, for a lot of you out there that maybe don't have a billion coins, you could end up building a really nice team that can compete in the weekend league at a cheap, cheap price. And I think that that makes the Bundesliga great value. And, and value, I think, is what matters to most people over overall. So hey, it's nowhere near the Prem quality you know, in terms of players at the end of the day because there's, there's so much more top-heavy player ability in the Prem than there is in the Bundesliga. Um, but I think it's still a decent team. I'd give it probably like an eight out of ten. I think it's pretty fair. Yeah, no, I think I think eight's fair. I think obviously again you're, you're missing kind of the the true. I'm going to say not true star power. You've got Jude Bellingham and Kunku, two amazing cards in the game. And obviously again, I think no one's picked up on Kimmich as well. Kimmich looks absolutely crazy. Yeah. And like I said, all these cards, even the cards that do have crazy stats. I mean, I'm not going to say like 800k, 700k is affordable. But compared to previous years, these cards are nowhere near what they would be on other FIFA's. Which again. Like I said it earlier on, it's good that they are cheap, they are affordable, but again, if you were to pack one of these guys, you're not going absolutely crazy that you can afford like an, a really expensive player now. It's kind of a case of like everyone now is an affordable team, which again goes back to the point earlier is that you kind of might need to start making a new club, start all over again, start an RTG, so then you've got stuff to play for because you kind of, most people who played the whole year of FIFA have a crazy good team. They're at a point now where they can't really improve their team. And again, if you've if you've left the kind of prem tots with a with a crazy team, a lot of prem tots players in your club, it's going to be really hard now to improve them throughout the rest of tots because the best tots has already been. So it's kind of a, it's, we're at a weird point now. I think hopefully the next few tots teams slowly improve the power curve a little bit 
but it is just tough because the tots promo as a whole we've never really seen a, a creep up in stats with the with the later tots it's kind of been like again all these teams are very much the same it just depends what league you want to go with what league is cheap and probably what league that you pack the most tradable players from is kind of what you go with which again does make it a little bit stale but again if you do want to kind of make it more fun again like Slater's doing this week a pack and play type thing definitely keeps the game going and keeps it more alive for you as well and Mike for you lastly kind of Bundesliga tots what's your thoughts on it kind of would you say it's a lot worse than Prem and obviously your rating as well for it well I think it's a lot worse than Prem I think that really goes without saying but I think that um, I agree with everything uh, Diego and Slater said but I think that maybe a unique sort of uh, challenge I guess is the best way to put it that that this tots in particular is having is that with Prem everybody already played community tots at that point and the best players from community tots were Loris, Laporte, Fred and Zaha right and even like Livermento, we have so much Prem in that team, you know what I mean? Whereas Community Tots only really had Nabry as the only Bundesliga player. So I think just people's teams are already really made in all honesty. And I think that a lot of these players that they released just now for Bundesliga don't really move people's teams like that. So at least the attainable ones, obviously. I don't think anybody's really dying to, you know, incorporate a Schloter back in their team, even though he's a decent card. But um, as for the ones I've used, I've used uh, Davies and Moeller when I was completing Sula, and I like Davies a lot. He reminds me a lot of his Team of the Year card last year. It's, it's very similar stats, and I think playing him in the midfield is actually a really good idea because the pace, his 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 frame as well, he's just incredible at, at intercepting. And that's something that you know you can definitely do with that card. I used Muller at striker, who I thought was really good. He was really fast, which kind of threw me off for some reason. He was actually really good at striker, and then. On my road to glory, I got Jude Red somehow from 11 wins. I haven't used him yet, but I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, but I, I would give this team like, a, I think I, I agree with what Diego said. I think it's about an eight because obviously it's it's never going to look good followed up by Prem Tots, with, especially that Prem Tots. And, you know, especially because Community just had so many Prem players that people already just really had their teams made. So it's an eight. It's nothing incredible. I mean, look, Lewandowski being worse than his team of the year is a little bit disappointing considering that team of the year isn't even that good, but the five week puts nice on him. So it's, it's like a trade off, I guess, but at this point in the year, it's like, you know, why are we, why are we not throwing 99s around? I, I, I don't really understand it, but um, I, I, th- I think it's a good team. And I think obviously Jude and Kunku are the stands out standouts, but um, yeah, it's an eight. It's, it's all right. Yeah. no, I think obviously eights around by the sounds of it. I mean, it's fairly, I mean, it's fair. I think, I don't think it could have really, earn much more I think maybe if there was like a, a few other kind of big players in there obviously we can say that Bellingham and Kunku they're both going to be at least over 1.5 mil 2 mil probably for, for a while now and it's kind of hard to say it's only an 8 when you've got guys like that in there as well but also I think it's the fact that a lot of players that play FIFA want to use guys that they know that they've watched frequently and obviously the, the Prem is such a popular league people will know all the players there and obviously Bundesliga has some good players in there but I think even if the Bundesliga players had stats that rival the Prem stats People still want to use the Prem players because they know them and obviously they're more popular in real life anyway, which is why it's always tough for these minor leagues to kind of have really good players that you want to get in your team. And with that being said, I do want to move on to the Saudi League. I know Saudi League is usually one of the better minor leagues and this year is no different. Again, there are some great players in there. Obviously, you guys will go through them. Obviously, we'll, we'll name a few of them. Obviously, you've got Taliska. You do have the Everbenega and the Romarino. Those are the three standouts from the, the Saudi League. And we'll go through it briefly with you guys Slater, I want to go to you first on this. Obviously, thoughts on Saudi League. 
Obviously, any players who wouldn't, wouldn't mind using from it, and then we'll we'll give a rating too. We'll go with a we'll go with a minor league rating for it too. We'll do so. I prefer that because if you were to go as an overall, it'd be very low. But we'll do a minor league rating just for you, shall we? Yeah, let's let's change up the rating so you don't get ridiculed again by you. I also just remembered that Diego called the Bundesliga a farmers league out of nowhere, which is quite the jab. <laughs> but regardless, um, in terms of the team, uh, yeah, Taliska looks stunning. And I, I think a lot of people did his ones to watch card and then even kind of like put him away in their club. And then he got that inform upgrade. And then kinda, I think he's gonna be like up to an 87 or something. And he ended up looking like a really decent little card. And people, I think, used him again for a second. Taliska looks stunning. And Brazilian links, like you could put him in any team. I think he's really fun. Um, all the Dosari or something uh, looks fantastic. And he'll end up being probably, when it's all said and done, 30K. At the end of the day, uh, he's just tough to link because of his nationality. But nonetheless, you know, the Saudi League, like you said, always has a couple of gem players. We were talking earlier, Roma Mourinho has one again this year, but last year was like this really coveted, interesting card. I think when he even came out, he was like almost like a million coin card originally off the jump because he just looked really, really sexy compared to a lot of other cards that have been released. So the Saudi League will always have a couple of fun cards. Even that SBC that came out today, Carlos Jr., Shooting stats are a little bit low, but I think he has 94 dribbling, like 96 pace, four-star, four-star. They always have these cards that look like really good super subs or really good wide cams, or, and Taliska looks like a stunning striker. So to me, for an off-league, a big fan of this team. I think they have a lot of usable cards. I bet you Taliska could fit in any team across any um, anybody's squad. And I would when you have a minor league card that can fit as a main league caliber type of player, I think that makes it a great minor league. I'll give this easily an eight-and-a-half team. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that on there. I think obviously you want, again, you want players from minor leagues that make you think about putting them in your team. And obviously EFL was hit and miss. There are some good players in there, but I think with the Saudi league, you definitely, you, you tempted. If you pack one of these guys, you want to try and get in your team. Mike, we'll go to you next here. Thoughts on the Saudi league tots and uh, of course your rating as well. Uh, I think it's a bit tough for this team. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm not like 100% on board with Slater, if I'm being honest. I just, none of these cards really stand out to me apart from obviously Tilliskin, Romarin. I was 100% right about those. They're, they're incredible. Taliska looks amazing. Play him striker cam. I think he can even really rock a wide cam. He looks amazing. But uh, Romarino as well looks great. But I think maybe it's a bit of a, a bit of a letdown because of the fact that I think Saudi League is is a it's a league that doesn't really get a lot of love from EA during the entire year. We don't really see special cards from this league until Tots. You know what I mean? So it's a bit tough on that regard. But uh, you know. So, some of these cards look incredible. You know, Talisca, Romarino look amazing. Even even Benega looks really solid as, as a balanced midfielder. But, um, you know, I, I think it's, it'd be really hard-pressed to say you'd be very excited with getting many of these. So I think, honestly, I'd give it a, a six. I'd, I'd honestly give it a six. That, that, that's, that's the rating I'd go with. But um, I think part of it is not this team's fault. It's the fact that, you know, this league just doesn't get enough attention throughout the year. So um, six, yeah. Yeah, that's one good point you make there as well. That's uh, Again, I feel like EFL, the championship, kind of the Eredivisie, there are leagues that have had kind of other stuff within FIFA. Again, Eredivisie has a lot of promo cards this year. So, so the championship, they've had the foundation cards too. So again, if you've got other players in your club that are from them leagues, you can link them in your team easier. It just feels weird that with these minor leagues coming out now that, again, there has been no other previous cards. Obviously, Slater mentions the ones to watch Taliska, but apart from that, I don't I don't think I can name a single other Saudi League player that's had a decent card pre-tops already too. So that's a tough one there, but I, I would have thought a little bit of a higher rate then, honestly, but uh, fair play, fair play. And Diego, yeah, for you... It's, it's, yeah, no, just a lot of these are just kind of mediocre, if I'm honest, but yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Diego, for you, uh, Diego, where are you sitting here? Are you going to go more Slater or more Mike here? What are we saying with the rating and the, and the, the idea of the team? Uh, you know, I think I might have to split it down the middle and probably give it like a six and a half. Um, I mean, just, I think what really brings back the ratings of these lower leagues is just, which we're going to talk about it later. So I will literally just say this once and leave it at that. These are cards, the Romarino, the Talisca, that for me, they would be perfect reds. Reds. This, this, that's the perfect place I'd want to pack those guys. I'm not looking to pack them out of my normal packs. I don't really want to use coins on them because obviously of the value of lower leagues. But Reds, that'd be perfect. I could get screwed over with top five leagues Reds, which I usually do. But then, you know, you want to give me a Talisco or Mourinho, I'll probably take them over. I mean, looking at the Bundesliga team, really, if I don't get Nkunku or Jude, I'll probably take one of them two over anyone else, basically. Um... I mean, those two cards are phenomenal, but obviously that is not a reality we live in. I don't know why. We'll talk about it later. Um, but yeah, that's kind of really what holds me back with these minor league teams. Only two cards that really, well, really three. I mean, Cueva as a left winger, man, might have to be a top three winger in this game. Not because he's Peruvian. Um, I think he's got, you know, just he's just class. Like, if he didn't play in the Saudi league, you could argue he could have won Ballon d'Or this year. So, uh, you know, those three guys, it's just proper standouts. And if you want to see a, you know, a master class, June 13th, our playoff for the World Cup, you guys be there and you'll see why Cueva made team this season. But no, honestly, yeah, I think it's all right. It's a cool team, man. Hey, if, if Quaver scores a hat trick in that game, I might have to get him tattooed on me, you know. We'll, we'll yeah, see. You know, I, I'm not going that far, but... Um, we'll see how good he is, but yeah, it's it's a weird one. Diego, you said rating was six point five, correct? Yeah, did I screw that up? I got that a rating was absurd. Looks. It was absurd that rating because <laughs> the way what he talked about after he goes, if I had to pick any red to get between the Bundesliga and the Saudi league, I would take two Saudi league reds over any of the Bundesliga player not named in Cuckoo or Jude, and he gave the league a six and a half. Bro, but what reality do we live in? I wish, bro. I wish. I wish, man. These players are of a better value than half of the Bundesliga, and you gave it a, a, a six and a half. And by the way, splitting the middle between an eight and a half and a six, it's not a six and a half. I don't know what math. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you did in math. But bro, in my, lick of sense. in my head, I was like, yeah, split seven. And then I thought about it, and I was like, that sounds a little sick to say seven. So I like... Last second, I kind of had to, yeah, you know what? It didn't really go out as I thought, but it's no, what crazy. it's what had to be said. And the big difference, <laughs> I think, here that no one touched on, like, the championship, which we rated, like, the EFL, I'm sorry, we rated. You know, Harry Wilson's a Welsh player, and Mitrovic is, I believe, Serbian, right? And then you have, here you have Benega, who's Argentinian, Romarino, and Talisca are Brazilian. So the one nice thing about the Saudi League is that you actually have much more linkable nations at the top of the team. And I think that's a lot makes them a lot more valuable cards rather than with you know I know everyone has icons on their team, but there is the reality that if you pack a Mitrovic back in the day or you pack Harry Wilson, you may not be able to put them in your team. Where Taliska and um, Benega are much more linkable. <laughs> some uh, some long thoughts going on here. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah, we'll give it a seven. All right, okay. you can get me over. There we, there we go. go. There we up go. To, up to a seven there, and. Uh, Diego did lead on to 
again, start of the league again, it's a good team. I think we were a little bit harsh to the ratings. I would, I'd more lean towards more Slater than I think it's been in the EFL. Um, but again, it's a, it's a Saudi league and it's another league that people don't really care too much about. But there is some hidden gems in there. And then obviously we've got the additional content. We're not going to really speak about that too much. Obviously you've got the showdown, Danny DaCosta, and then the showdown, Connor Goldson for the coming up Europa League final again. Two great cards there. The cost is always good on FIFA. Connor Goldson looks pretty nice too. Obviously, English, some some easy way to link, easy ways to link him in as well. And obviously, the 92 plus Primarchal Moment Pack, which I'm sure Slater knows that will somehow craft within the next day or so. But again, if you are a fan of icon packs, it's another one for you guys to do. But obviously, you've had so many recently too. And a lot of these icons really aren't that good now compared to the Tots cards being released. So it's kind of tough with these as well. But I do want to move on to the last topic of the podcast today. Someone that I... For a long time, I felt like Foot Champs has been missing something. And basically, the, the topic here, I've called it, it was, is Foot Champs great again? And I put a tweet out early in the week. I said, Foot Champs feels great again. I like how competitive it feels. Kind of, I, I feel more rewarded now for pushing on to getting 14 wins. Uh, but Slater disagreed. Uh, and Slater, would you be kind enough to explain why you disagreed with my, uh, my comment I made? Well, I think Foot Champs has been great all year, is what I think is the biggest difference. I am I am very pro. They have done so much good and compared to negative this year with a change in Foot Champs. Now, granted, I understand that nothing quite feels like the past years where whatever that ranking that you always wanted to get to. There's some really good players in this call. Zlatan, Diego, Bristol and I are probably more on a same, similar playing field. Uh, like, we're chasing, like, that kind of elite run, and I think these guys are probably more elite two-level players. Uh back in the day that there isn't that same feeling i totally get that there isn't that same level of achievement you know i went 18 and 2 once this year which for me is probably the best i'll ever do and i it didn't feel like what elite felt like which is technically a, a lower ranking in comparison so i do get that but when i think about the fact that we've been playing this game for seven months and many of us have probably not missed many weekend leagues at all at the end of the day and i compared that that chase of that feeling to consistently significantly better rewards for significantly less time spent over the course of the same period of time. To me, foot champs have been great. The qualification thing, I think that sucks for some people that can't qualify, but you get packs early in the year. You get rewards right when you want them. I'm not suffering all the way till Thursday. So to me, yeah, I disagree. Foot champs has been really good. And although I'm competitive, man, there's, you know, you've been chasing some sort of feeling. I don't know what's going on with you. I think you forget about the fact of how, miserable you were 95 percent of the year last year playing weekend league do you not remember i remember our discord calls i remember the the twitter twitter dms you were not a happy boy uh please don't mention that again uh, <laughs> 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 no i i get that but anyway, again going back to it and i know luckily that's why i got mike on today i know mike is going to be in my corner a little bit for this but i, I do miss the competitiveness i want I, I liked getting to that like elite three previous years and i know Again, it's been nice this year to kind of be a bit more casual. You haven't got to worry about kind of getting to that rank in weekend league. But then it feels like playing weekend league, you're not chasing anything. There isn't like nothing to play for really. Again, the rewards, you haven't got to try to get the rewards. And I'm not saying that, again, this year the rewards are a lot better for doing less. Uh, I think my issue was there is no kind of reason to play above 11 wins. And at least now there is. And I feel like trying to get to that 14 wins to get that tots back feels like trying to get to that elite three of previous years which is something that for me was kind of the, the main reason playing weekly you want to get that good rank and maybe it's not always having the the good rewards from it 
it's kind of actually playing weekend league to get that kind of good finish in the way. Um, that's my kind of idea. Again, I, I like weekend league. Uh, I do think the rewards this year are better, but I've not felt myself getting really good rewards throughout the whole year with it anyway. But I miss a weekend league, the kind of the feeling of trying to get that achievement anyway. And Mike, I want to get your take on this one. Do you, what are your thoughts of champs? Do you like it now with Tots? But I know you're a, you're a big advocate for the for the old thirty games too. Like, what do you miss about chance, and do you think it's good now again? I think it's a bigger, more broad point about the whole competitive structure of this game, this entire esport, really. Because I do have a little bit of experience playing qualifiers, doing all this sort of stuff. So, you know, this year they made the competitive mode rivals instead of champs, which was a complete disaster for the entire ecosystem of FIFA. But there's a couple reasons why. First of all, right, with Rivals, the first qualifier, which was the one that I played in, qualifying for that was an absolute mess, okay? The reason it was, right, is because EA made it so, obviously, you guys have obviously all played Rivals in Elite Division, you know how the skill rating works, it goes up, goes down. In the first season of Rivals, if you got a DC, it was minus 50 skill rating. It was it, it minus 50 on the dot as soon as you got a DC, so that basically meant that if you got a DC, if your internet cut out, you had to grind at least like five games to just get back where you were, not not get above, get back where you were. So in turn, right, this basically just makes me miss foot champs being the competitive mode because back in, back in those days, it was obviously if you get a 27-win weekend league, then you get verified. And if you get verified, then you get invited to play qualifiers. And it's up to you whether you want to play qualifiers or not. So I felt like that sort of format made a lot more sense and I think what the game was missing last year, which is, I think, a lot of the reason that, you know, Bristow and I were miserable during last year and we were crying in the Discord DMs, all this sort of stuff, is because it was such a time constraint. We had three days to play 30 games. You started on Friday, ended on Sunday. What the game needed was a 24-hour extension or even a 48-hour extension at the end of the day, right? You could have, they could have done that, but instead they restructure the whole thing. We make it based off points, not wins. We create this Mickey Mouse rival system where it's SR determines where you know where you want to where where you play, and and it's a big mess. It's an absolute mess. But I think with tots, you know, I think winning should matter in a game in any game. Winning should matter, and with the with the foot with the foot champ system at the beginning of the year, it didn't. It didn't matter. If you went for 11 wins, 14 wins, 16 wins, did not matter what was happening because you were always going to get the 100k pack, the ultimate pack, horrible reds, and a horrible team of the week pack, which, you know, when everyone was saying last year, oh, elite rewards aren't good enough, and they're like, oh, you get a team of the week pack. Now all of you guys understand where we were coming from because team of the week packs are rubbish. They are horrible, all right? But um, with with TOTS, I think that, you know, the, the, uh, the reward adjustments that they've made are good because it rewards going for 16, going for 14, which are not, they're not hard per se, but they're more, they're way more difficult than settling at 11, you know, because I feel like after 11, the matchmaking starts to get really tough. So um, I think it's been great. The reward adjustments that they've made, I think, I think it's really helped the game in, in a certain way, but um, it doesn't change the fact that I think that the foot champs format is a disaster. I think 20 game weekend leagues don't take you more than a day, in my opinion, at least. That's maybe just me. I don't think they take you more than a day. I think you can get them done in, in four hours. Honestly, I've gotten champs done in four hours one time. It, it, it's not a it's not a two day three day activity in my opinion anymore. So if you're gonna extend the time period, keep it thirty games. But if you're not, then the twenty made sense. But they they extended the time period. So why don't you make it 
30 games. And then the point system is weird as hell too, because giving a point for a loss is kind of bizarre to me because it, from the, from the get go, I knew that that was going to be weird because it was like, you're just, you know, once, once I found out that you could get rewards for going 0 and 20, it was like, this is kind of chalked. So it is what it is, but I think the toss rewards have kind of helped the situation a little bit and it, and it definitely incentivizes winning. So it's, it's good, but it's still a bit of a mess. So definitely. Yeah. I think that was the kind of point I was getting towards more is that you kind of, it does incentivize winning. You kind of, you do want to get to that next rank as far as I don't like settling in weekend league. I want to at least kind of feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to a, at least a point that I feel like is a, is an achievement in some, in some way. And I feel like the, the tots pack that we do get is a lot better than obviously way better than the team the week pack. But you do feel like you're rewarded from going from 11 to 14, which Again, it depends what level you are, whether that's easy for you or not. And obviously, I know past 14, 16, whatever, the rewards aren't that much better. But at least you are kind of incentivized to actually play and do well. And Diego, for you, obviously, with Foot Champs, kind of what are your thoughts on it? Do you kind of, do you like Foot Champs feeling more competitive? Are you happy that the rewards are, were easier for, for lesser wins? Like, what are your thoughts on Foot Champs as a whole? Uh, really? Uh, I, it should have been the competitive mode from day one. I think that's the perfect way for it to stand out. It's right prepping throughout all week with Div Rivals to reach the weekend league where that's where ranking truly matters. It's three, four days of playing ranked competitive weekend league and then you play up to a rank there and then you should be rewarded as is. Um, my issue that I have really with champs is it's, it's the issue like with the time frame in the games. I think... Reward system, the point for a loss is really weird. Um, I think it's kind of corny how I got to the point to where I'll get to 14, usually anywhere from 14 and 1 to 14 and 3, 14 and 4, and then I, I have to give games away. Like I have to sit in a lobby and go into a game and give you a game, um, which I think is just kind of goofy. I don't know why I can't just... Say I got 14-0 and, and I got my rank 4. To me, that would... One, it's a cooler flex. And two, um, like, why do I have to give points away for these losses? Like, the way Michael said, Mickey Mouse sense, like, why the hell do I have to do math? Why do I have to sit here and calculate what I need to do to get... Like, bro, I just need to know how many wins I need, and I'm good. And I hate the fact that I have to give games away. But I do give games away. Because I'm not an asshole. And let me say this. EA... In every video game of competitive existence, it doesn't matter if it's 0-0 or 11-11. If you quit, I need the win. I need the win. That's how it works in every video game. If your opponent leaves, if your opponent quits, the other guy is rewarded a win. It doesn't matter what happened. So I do think, I don't know why that hasn't changed. I can see why people are like, well, technically you didn't win. Dude, you wasted my time. Yeah, I won, dude. It doesn't matter. You left. So I do think it, that'd be cool in the future if, if you want to avoid this, like, oh, people are annoying, toxic. They're leaving at 0-0. Zero, zero. There's one easy switch to, to that. It's just give the win. It's how it always should be. Give the win. So I think that's a main thing that I think has never been addressed, and I hope maybe in the future with this new licensing and a change, maybe someone has some sense to be like, oh, you know what, maybe we should give a win. So. That's always really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I think the rewards are fine this year. Um, definitely the, the win-loss with points is, is really goofy. Just let me hit a rank. And, and like how you can hit the end um, champs thing for, for qualifying. 
Let me do that for weekend league. Let me hit the wins I need to hit and then just end the weekend league. I can just leave it at that. If you don't want people giving games away, give me the option to end. If I if I can give a game away, regardless if I leave a 0-0-5-5-1-0, the other guy gets to win because I left. I think that's the main thing that stands out for me. Um yeah, team of the team of the week, uh team of the week, team of the season, three player packs are really, really bad. They need to bring back eleven player um Team of the season packs for at least if you're gonna keep this system, rank one, uh, rank one, rank two should have this. Please don't keep this system. Um, but definitely eleven player team of the season packs need to make a return for those guys because I'm not gonna go nineteen and one to get two three player packs and pack Rodri, you know, two three times. Like it's those guys. There's there's a reason they get that rank. You don't you don't get nineteen and one um, playing complete goofballs. Uh, you're going to have some competitive games, and you should be rewarded accordingly. So I think, honestly, 30 games sounds perfect. 30 games with an extension of time, and that fixes your problems. You can go back to a proper ranking system. You can make this the actual competitive scene because it did feel good, right? Feeling, you know, getting verified last year and just kind of knowing that you are in that pedestal of, you know, more advanced players. Obviously not the best, but, you know, you're – you have the capabilities to play with the best guys in the game. I always say that. Do I think I'm the best? No. But do I think I can compete with anyone? Yes. I think I can compete with anyone. But I can't really show it this year because the rival scene and how that is, for me, it was a, a hassle to even try and get those wins. I haven't played rivals in about a month. Like I said, I qualify, I play weekly, I get off. So, I mean, I can't really show how good of a player I am this year in terms of ranking-wise with rivals. So, yeah, I think... The focus next year has to be on bringing back proper rewards and a proper rank system in the weekend league and make that the competitive scene for sure. If you give us a time window, that fixes so many problems that we have. Oh, and the win-loss thing. Those two things, though, for sure stand out to me. Okay. So we're going to wrap. We're gonna bring this back to uh, Slater shaking his head here. Slater, why are you shaking your head here? Why people don't like giving games away? <laughs> why is that a bad thing? The thing is, I actually. Well, let me ask. Let me ask. When you go into a game, you get into a game, and a guy turns has a kickoff, turns around and kicks the ball in his own net and quits. How how good does that? How how fantastic does that feel? Oh, actually, that's really funny. I'm on my PS right now. Let me show you my messages because I got three games given to me this weekend. I said, um, "Thank you, Daddy. Um, I love you, Daddy." Uh, I wish you the best luck, Daddy. So yeah, listen, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. yeah please. Getting games given, you're right. And the thing is, I'm giving games too. I just feel like the time, you know, it's kind of like I hit 14. There's my rank. I went 14 to 0. Can I just say that I went 14 to 0 instead of having to give those games? That's kind of my. Tell anybody that you didn't. You're not. You can tell everybody you went 14 and 0 and give away your last games. I, my record in my stream is whatever I end at before I give games. So every time my record like status update, because if I went, for so example, I went 16 and three last weekend. That's it. Doesn't say 16 and four. 16 and three. Gave with the yeah. last game, right? True, I'm true. just saying. I'm just saying. How can you enjoy something and like and, and then go? But I don't want to really do it for the people. You know, it's you, you know you have to understand it goes both ways. The one point I will say that I do totally agree with is that the top tier players are not rewarded this year the way that they were in previous FIFA's. That I do totally agree with. That the highest caliber players are not. But you're talking about the majority of the community, which is not us. Even we are not even the majority. The majority is the 11 win people. The, the, those are the people that are playing weekend league, the 9, 11 win people. They have been given so much more this year in terms of their return. 
Um, and so for that, I think it is a positive because we are, we are coming from a very different perspective, you know, it, you know, Mike, Michael and, and Diego being able to qual be able to be verified players. They're in like the 1% of the community, 2% of the community. Whereas, you know, even Bristol and I, I think we're more in like the five to 7% ratio where more, more people are really, I think this has been a way more beneficial experience. If they go back to 30 games, it w it has to be that four or five day window because it is just too much of a time crunch. It's just, it, it basically consumes your whole weekend. Not that this game doesn't consume all of our lives basically anyways, it kind of does. <laughs> but to, to really be out and, and experiencing life and people around you and be, and I used to have a thought in the back of my head, man, I got to get like 22 games done in the next day, like day and a half. Like that is insane and, and, and not healthy for people. So I think that's a big positive change. I understand that the top isn't as rewarded, but I think for the majority of the people that play this game, this has been a way better experience. And I think that they've gotten numb to it, that they don't even understand it. People complaining about the team of the season rewards at like nine, 11 wins, stuff like that. I was like, you guys wouldn't even have sniffed a freaking team of the season pack. The last ten, five years of this game, you would never, you, the way you, the way you saw team of the season pack was on YouTube and on Twitch, not in your own account. So for you to get one now, like it's a dream for you. I couldn't believe people were complaining about that. I'm like, this is like a miracle that you even had the chance to do this. So I think it's a big positive change, but maybe I'm alone. Do you do you think with the if the if the team of the week pack wasn't available at early wins throughout the rest of rest of this FIFA say the team of the week pack was only available at 14 wins, do you think people would have kicked off as much? The tots pack is only available at 14 now. I understand why the team of the week pack is what it is because I think that EA look how good everyone's team is. Look how easy it is to really craft every SBC. If you really grind in the game, you can do it all pretty easily. Like, I kind of have gotten to the point where, although I agree that Team of the Week is garbage, like, you know you're basically going to get 40k out of it, whatever. I think that they, I understand it, though. Like, they, they don't want us to have, like, people that have millions and millions of coins due to rewards in the first two, three months of the year. Like, they want you to slowly kind of get into the game. So it, it's, although it's not sexy and it's not great and you know you're getting that pack and you're like, you just kind of click it. In fact, I opened the Team League pack before the 100K pack. So I'm like, the 100K pack is where I'm really going to hit something. Like, I understand why it is what it is, though. I understand that, like, for the long-term, uh, uh, you know, sustainability of the game and people's accounts and wanting people to come back to the game, they need to slow your pace. And if the Team League pack was, like, super juice and really, really return coin heavy, I think it would, would kill the game even quicker. It's a tough one. I do think... Partly the way the, the the reason why the market is how it is this year is because more people have that team of the week pack and every single week people are guaranteed an additional forty k coins in their account if they can get to nine to eleven wins again like you said nine eleven wins are pretty attainable for most people who can qualify for foot jumps everyone who has played a foot jumps this year should I'm not saying should but has at least been closer to the week pack again it's just more coins in the game things like that but again. Kind of going back to more my point I'm making with this is that I want to at least play weekend league to kind of feel like I'm not saying like an achievement like I'm I'm missing playing kind of a competitive sport in real life but it's like, an ego boost it's it's for your shallow ego ego that you honestly you honestly you're probably right there you're probably right I mean going it back is, going back to previous years like, trying to get elite I'm 14 yeah you guys are keep, you, the way you guys are talking is like I want to show how good I am at the game wow but here's the thing Slater though bro like. Isn't that right why we all we play FIFA? To be good bro, at the game, to be better than your friends? We just spent 10 minutes arguing about the, the, the moral integrity of giving away games on FIFA. Like, 
this this new <laughs> format has created this this weird moral arbitrary sort of super political idea where if you don't give away goober games free wins to people then somehow you're a bad person you have to earn your wins back in my day if you didn't get 27 <laughs> wins out of 30 bang you're you're finished you're finished out here no you're done you're actually done when you really think about it nowadays i can go get 11 wins and three of them are goober wins by the way and then give nine other people goober wins and then i'm a big achiever at the end of the day, you're probably right about the whole fragile ego thing because it is coming out of it. But at the <laughs> end of the day, back like being good at the game should mean something in any game, and especially because this is one with an eSport attached to it. That we've got. Just think about this for a second. I, I got a twenty and zero once, right? Four goober wins. Four, four of them. That's not a. That is not an eSport. And by the way, at the end of the day, right? You can say leaving it zero zero is a, a bad thing, but. I think people are sick of this Uber idea where, oh, but I should give you the win because we 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 matched each other. It's like, yeah, I, I get I get that leaving a zero zero is frustrating. It's happened to me, and I'm annoyed when it happens. But it's like at the end of the day, this is something that we never used to think about. Oh, we matched, therefore I deserve the win because you're not gonna play. It's just like this weird idea that you, winning, right? I I used to have to sweat. People, you, there are some demons out there, Slater, and I don't know if you've matched it before. There are some demons that hold ninety. <laughs> On your head top, on your holding ninety, holding ninety five on your head top. You don't know these dons, okay? These dons play on, play on, play on neighbor's Wi Fi holding ninety five. I don't know if you've been in the in the trenches, all right? I used to sweat against these guys for one win. Now you get grouper wins for matching with someone. This is not this is not the game that I grew up with. I'm telling you right now. We used to have to play forty, and I didn't do it because obviously I used to touch grass back then, which is obviously I'm a big advocate for not doing that now. Apparently, but. My God, if we had 40 game weekend leagues now, we'd have people crying saying it should be taken the full week. Playing 30 games in three days was tough. Don't get me wrong. But 30, uh, 10 a day is not ridiculous. But, it, you know, obviously it's true that 30 a day was a bit much. We just needed a 24-hour extension. We didn't need a complete revamp with the goober points, the 0-0 leaving, the, the arbitrary politics. We didn't need it. We didn't need it. There are some, now I'm telling you right now, the fact that, that that rivals has become the competitive game mode in FIFA, where there's a never-ending game of there's no game cap on it, which means you can just grind it for eternity. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely insane. I and, and I rivals think, should not be the the competitive. Oh, it's, game it's at all. never. Yeah. It never deserved to be. But no, that doesn't make I think any sense. The but no, let sorry, the you community go heal. Let the community. The community, the community doesn't need to heal. What I'm saying. <laughs> I need to heal. How, okay, I need to times, heal. How many times? Okay, when when we were back in the old days, I bet you, like every one of us, we go. It's so toxic. These people are so toxic. These people are insane. They're and that that was a complaint. Now it's like, well, now everyone's like nice, <laughs> giving away ways. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's still toxic. It's still toxic for reasons. Back in the day, it used to be toxic because someone played a certain way. Whereas nowadays, you're toxic if you don't give goober wins. Like this is insane. This is this is devoid of any competition. There's no achievement. There's no there's no competition. There's no grind. There's no there's no progressive in you know improvement. You know you can get a night. You can get 19 free wins and then, oh I'm I'm a god. You know what I mean? Like that that's cool and all. But at the end of the day, it's like there's just back in the day, right? Yet last year, somebody's like, oh you know, well, what can I do to get better? I used to get this question all the time. It's like, oh what can I do to get from gold one to elite three? And that was something that was actually hard to do because it was like those those three extra wins are tough because when yeah, you get to gold one, you start to match the, the goober opponents, you know, the, the big boys. So you need to know how to how to handle those games. You need to know how to, how to manage it, you know. 
And that was a big question. And if you could get from gold to elite, that was a big test for the player. Where nowadays, there's no test for the player. It's how many times can you match Goober wins and, and, and fraud your way to a Mickey Mouse Team of the Week pack? It's like... I don't know. It is what it, you know, it feels good making 100k for doing nothing, but in the grand scheme of things, if everybody gets something for doing nothing, then we all get nothing. You know what I mean? It, it's all worthless at the end of the day. So it takes away any sort of, any sort of, I, I don't like, I don't like the word pride, but it takes away any sort of achievement from the game. And it's like, oh, you know, we, we're all just doing this because we get goober wins and it's just, it's, it's a mess to me. It's a complete mess. And I know that you're like, oh, the majority of the community gets better rewards, which is true. But that's not the way it should be. If you're not winning games, <laughs> I don't want to see you with that Team of the Week pack. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. If you can only get nine wins from 11, get that Team of the Week pack. Quick sell the Team of the Week pack, which you probably will do anyways because they're so bad. But quick sell. I don't want to see you open it, all right? Get gone. Go to Nepenthes' channel and watch him open FIFA 17 Team of the Week packs. And that's that was football heritage. We need heritage back in this game. There needs to be competitiveness. There needs to be progression, and there needs to be improvement. All right, we need thirty games back, and that's that's it. That's it. It's like uh, you Maybe got, I'm just old. It's like I you got you got one more. Say like, going back to this though. If, if you after playing weekly, obviously going back to previous years, when in previous Fifas, when did you feel a sense of achievement when you hit a certain rank? What would you say that rank was? Elite Elite Three was my. If you got if you my, yeah. yeah. So if you got Elite 3, yeah, you the... felt pretty good. Regardless of what the rewards were, again, we, everyone knows that the Elite 3 rewards in previous years weren't anything great, but it's that feeling, hey, I've got Elite. Okay, this this is kind of cool. This year, have you felt that Elite 3 feeling with any foot champs this year? Uh, I mean, I, I felt a feeling that was really riveting for me when I was, I lost 19 wins on the on 120th minute um, goal in a game, uh, which... It felt like such a rush because I'm I know I'm not a 19-1 player, so and I didn't get any gifted wins that weekend by the way. But I I felt like I was about to achieve something that I could really never achieve um, in previous FIFAs because 19-1 to me sounds it sounds so different than being like 26 and four. It just for some it, something about it sounds so much more um, elite in a way. It's just it just seems like you really de- it does 19 and one seems really difficult. What? Hold on. Why is? Did I just hear that correctly? Nineteen one sounds more elite than twenty six and four. If you started a weekend league nineteen and one last year, that was bad. It was like, oh, your elite one chances are chalk. Nineteen and one. You were only talking for yourself. Who, no, you no, I'm not, no, no, no. For for people, you go for, nineteen for, and one, and and no, people but, were not pacing well. No, no, no. Yes, if you went nineteen and one, it's like, oh, yeah, this this elite one is going to be tough. Because last I went nineteen and one, and, uh, last no, game, that's what that's like. Crazy, Bristol, Diego, please. No, hey, but this hey, is the I'm, difference. I, I'm saying out this. I'm, I'm gonna sit back a little bit. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. But no, I, I, I can, I can vouch for Slater there. Nine, again, I think it's the the difference though with the achievement thing. Um, it, it's a weird one though. But like I said, it's going back to trying to get that feeling of obviously people play weekend league for the rewards. But there's other people there who want to play weekend league for the for the rewards and then also for the sense of achievement of doing well in weekend league. Again, going back to previous years, you go like, "Hey, how good of a player are you?" They say, "I'm I'm a gold three player, I'm a gold two player, gold one, elite three. That was kind of your like ranking. Whereas this year, if I was to ask someone, oh, "How good are you at FIFA?" It's kind of like, well. People don't say mm-hmm. oh, I'm a I'm a 14 winning weekly person or I'm a my skill rating's this blah blah blah. No one really cares about that anymore. Um, and again, I'm not speaking for the whole community about trying to be a, a better FIFA player, wanting to be like a certain rank within weekly league, things like that. 
But again, when, when you're playing a game, everyone knows the rewards aren't that good. So again, you take away that you're not playing for the rewards because you know they aren't they, you know they aren't that good. Then the other thing is why are you playing weekly league? Then if you're not playing for the good rewards, what are you playing for? You're playing for the sense of achievement of getting a good rank. Are you playing mm. it just because everyone else is playing it too? Whereas for me beforehand, I play weekly league to try and push that elite three, push for that next step. Whereas this year, I don't feel like I I want to push myself to get a next step because there isn't that kind of next step that's worthwhile to get. Whereas with, yeah, whereas with tots now, to push for that tots pack feels like that achievement. If you get what I'm saying there. I just I don't agree though. Okay, and I don't hey, agree. hey, you you can. I don't agree because you play weekend league. I play weekend league to survive the year. <laughs> Need, I need to get the influx of coins every week to sustain building packs and, and getting content. So I need to play Weekend League, personally, to sustain the year. I don't know how to trade. In fact, if I if you tried to teach me, I would just lose coins. So the only way that I can sustain my club all year long is to play Weekend League and Rivals and get all the rewards. So I need it. I physically need it to survive the entirety of the year. Because um, I really haven't had a lot of luck with packing like tradable players previously in FIFA's either. That like allowed me to sustain my coins. So I need it to survive. And I do agree that doesn't have the feeling, but I have I have taken a step back. I have removed myself from my, my ego. And I decided that the one the one, two, three, five times that I hit that achieved that feeling is not overshadowed by the seven, eight months of weekend league and stress of the other weekends where I didn't hit it. To me, I am enjoying the less stress. It's to me that's more valuable intrinsically than the than the than me proving how good I am at the game. Let let me let me say something that definitely hurt my ego, or maybe going into this year, I will say disappointed me some. Um, so when I started playing FIFA two years ago, when I first started streaming, the goal was to be a consistent elite player, and I did that basically all year. Um, and then the goal after that was to become verified. And then I got verified. And then last year, my final goal was in a proper month to get, or at a, in a proper weekend where it wasn't in September, August, right before the next game, was to finish top 100. Um, I had gone 28s before, um, a few 29s that were a little short, but my goal was once, right? It's just to be able to hit that top 100. Because it's that securing feeling where you're like, you're a demon. You're like that. You know, like you actually got it done in a very difficult competitive stance. And the thing is, I'm not a pro player. These pro players will whoop my ass at any tournament I go to. But if I catch you lacking in a weekend league game, I can low-key steal one from you. And I and that was kind of something that used to push me back in the day. I'm a very competitive person. So for me, I do like, I have to give it Slater 100%. You do have to look at it in all different perspectives because everyone's not coming on here with that same mindset. I'm trying to be a top. No, some guys love the sport. This is your favorite sports game, and you play it casually. I like that casual players got more rewarded. But if we do want to change that next year, hit 30, give me the time extension, and give those top ranks, bring back the old ranking system, but let them have juice rewards. Oh, it's not fair. They're already good. Dude, yeah, they're already good. You just said it yourself. They should be rewarded because they're good. And reward you too. I do think the casual players do need to be rewarded to at least keep them going. But I do think that competitive nature, it got drawn back. And this year, I'm not going to tell you from day one when I found out the new ranking system, it did kind of take away a little bit from Weekend League. It kind of did turn almost to like you say. Now I'm just 
I'm just surviving. I'm getting across because I do need these packs. I do need these rewards to keep going. But knowing that, like, it used to be fun, like, in chat or just with everyone, the build up to weekend league, how I was trying to get better. Um, knowing like I bring out my goddamn sweatband, I bring out the towel. We were we were locked in, man. I was like, listen, we're twenty seven to one. This is the chance. I remember the weekend I hit twenty nine and I missed top one hundred by ten slots. Was I played a pro in that last game? I was down three nil at the eightieth minute and I came back and won in ninety minutes. That to me, I could have maybe done that for nineteen, but the moment I see the rank one, it was just like. I can't, I can't show it. Like if I saw a top 100, you see 29 and one. I can at least show you that weekend. Listen, dude. Like I'm that guy. Like I can be that guy. That's, that's this year. I don't really get that feel, just because of the rank system and how it's played. But obviously, not everyone plays like me. So I guess that competitive nature definitely is a drawback. But I can't say it's all wrong because nine nine win guys, eleven win guys. We got to keep you guys around too. And then, and who knows, sometimes it incentivizes you to want to get better, which is where I was at one point. I was the original 40 game weekend league kid winning, first of all, not playing 40 games. I wasn't a freak, um, but maybe winning like 10 to 15 games. I was really, I was pretty bad at the game when I first started playing. But then that competitiveness of wanting to get better and knowing that I could visually represent myself on a weekend league leaderboard, that's kind of the, the feeling I'm missing. But um, I think my final say in it is we do need to do the best for everyone. Because like you said, if I have that feeling, who else has that feeling? One to two percent of the community. So it's nowhere near even close to a majority or halfway. But there is a way that we can help everyone. Reward the lower rank guys. I'm not going to complain about giving you a, a team of the season three player pack at 17 wins. You know, goal two, goal one. Sure. But give me two at Elite 3, Elite 2, and then give the Elite 1 guys the 11 player one. Like, that's how you just, if you just up everyone's return, I think that benefits everyone. And I think it also fixes that market issue this year where everyone's like, everyone's super cheap. Well, guess what? Next year, everyone will still be super cheap, but there's even more accessibility to these players for even more people. So I think more rewards, a better rank system again for us, and I think we can satisfy everyone more to an extent obviously there's no such thing as a perfect world but i think we can strike a balance for sure yeah i think honestly apart from trying to get to the the 30 wins in a weekend league i don't think me and slater are sat here thinking like yeah we've never had that feeling before um <laughs> but I, I do think obviously make some great points there as far as the kind of making sure that the ranks as you go up they are way better than the previous one which makes you then want to get to the next one and again bring that bring, bring back that competitive feel i think this year that I've struggled with is that if I want to go from 11 to 14 wins, there is no need to do it because the rewards aren't that much better to kind of grind that much more. Say if the 14 wins was a, it was a, a two team of the week pack, two team of the week packs or like a higher player picks into that. I would then feel like, Oh, I want to do well. Then I want to be competitive and I want to get to that rank. And at least now it kind of feels like that you do the jump from 11 to 14 there is that kind of additional bonus of getting to that point. And then obviously for you guys, obviously Mike and Diego, going back to it, if you want to go from like, and obviously I know Slayer did get the 16 wins last weekend. Um, not sure how, but um, obviously getting to, getting to that point, going from 16 to 17 to 18 to 19. Hey, three um, wins, three wins. <laughs> how dare you say that and just try and walk you're, you're an ex, you're, an, you're, you're an Xbox, so there is some kind of 
difference there. Um, <laughs> huge difference all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you're really playing pros every single matchup over there. Hey, I mean, I'm about, I'm about half an hour from Mexico. Half my half the guys I play are uh, absolute Mexican sweats in the game. They are a different breed. Um, but yeah, just kind of when you get to that higher higher rank within weekend league, at least they make the next step more worthwhile and get to that point. Because right now, if you're getting eight, uh, Slater, for you, getting 16 wins, what are your rewards from that? You got, what, a, th was it two player like, picks or what? Two red picks of five and then a team of the season pack. And um, I think you get like a 75K or something and a couple packs too. Yeah, so not really much more than a, than a 14. And no, again, no, the, they need to be rewarded higher. The 16, 18, 19 win, 20 win people, uh, for sure, need to be rewarded, rewarded higher. Yeah, and I think if, if that came in, then the more competitive field would come back to it. And I think, Honestly, for me, that's just the thing that's missing, I think, this year is the, again, like we're saying, it's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to be truly competitive a weekend league. Some people, again, prefer the casualness of it. And again, if you can get nine, 11 wins comfortably, easily, you haven't got to sweat or anything. You haven't got to worry about anything. But at least then it's kind of making sure that EA caters to every single person. You've got the hardcore players who play the game a lot. You've got the pro players. You've got the more casual players. Trying to get all of them happy is very tough to find a, a, a good balance of that. But again... I think EA can do better with it, but now it does bring back the competitive feel for me trying to get to that tots back, which again is something that I've missed throughout most of the year. We're going to wrap things up there though. I feel like we could definitely go on for way longer here. I think this is a kind of a, not a never ending topic, but so much to speak about with it. We are going to go through our guests and where you can find them. Slate, we'll go to you first. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, Slater AC. I think at this point, if you just search it, I should be one of the top. There's an underscore in some of those things. I think if you just stick to Slater AC, you'll find me. You'll see me around. Uh, we stream six days a week. Typically, Sunday's off, but I'll actually be on a little bit later today. Um, and apparently, if I go 19-1, and one, I'm garbage. Going to this lockdown. So I really got to recalculate my ability in the game. But yeah, you can catch me on those uh, platforms. And with Slater, too, again, if you want your daily content updates, Slater does it every single day, obviously over on Twitter and YouTube, too. So again, make sure to check Slater out for those daily content reviews, too. Diego, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Simply DGR on all platforms. I just started um, my Twitter over there, so I know a lot of guys are probably confused as to maybe they don't see tweets anymore or what's up. I've moved everything over to a, a proper streaming platform. Um, social media there. Uh, right now, we're not on a set schedule. Uh, I just had a whole move out and just started a new job, so still trying to find a balance there, but... Um, if you have noties on, I will randomly um, just stream at certain times. I do always try and stream my rewards or big packs, though. I don't like to leave anyone out for that. I think that's the most fun. So um, if you see me live, it's most likely because I've got rewards or a big pack to open. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, Simply DGR on uh, Twitter, TikTok, and uh, YouTube. Yeah. And Mike, finally, where can people find you? Uh, TikTok, Twitter, and uh, Twitch are the three big ones, obviously. Just uh, Zlatan with the, obviously an X is the second A. But uh, yeah, it's going to be summer soon, so I think I'm going to start streaming a little more, hopefully. Hopefully there will be things to do in the game as well. So, um, But yeah, hopefully I'm streaming a lot more, maybe making TikToks again. And, you know, I've been sleeping on that a little bit recently, but yeah, on, on all those platforms. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys coming on. For those guys listening to, again, episodes of release every single Monday, if you, want, if you do want questions, that's on the pod. Obviously, go follow us over on Twitter for Footsec Pod as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Mm -hmm.